Yo, yo. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yo, Ron. I'm on IG right now. So, uh, tap into the IG. Melissa, what up? Jan, what up? Hmm? Yes, yes. So, yo, Conversations of the Heart, episode eight, with my guy. Ron, what up, boy? What's going on, bro? Can you hear me? You can hear me good on both. We ain't got no feedback. So far, so good. So far, so good. I'm in. Smooth, smooth. Yes, sir. Um, so, yo, listen, man. First, I just want to thank you again for doing this for me, bro. I appreciate you, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's definitely... You know we're gonna get into it, but we're gonna try to keep this uh uh to to an hour this time. Um <laughs> and if we have to go to uh a, a part two, then we can do that. You know what I'm saying? Next week. Um so I definitely appreciate you. So for those who don't know, man, Ron here, um he's he, he's an actor, a mentor, he's a youth ad advocate, he's he's an artist, he's a rapper, and he's a creator. Um does so many different things, but of all He's a definitely solid brother, man. So, so, so to you, and thank you for always being available to do this for me, bro. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, most definitely, man. I know we were supposed to do this maybe like two weeks ago. Circumstances yeah. didn't work out or whatever, but, you know, here we go. Mm -hmm. You know, here we yes, are. Yes, sir. Oh, man, always a good time to unpack with you, man. Um, So, man, the title of this is really just Let's Unpack, right? But, be, but before we do that, I want people to, to know where they can reach you. Tell them what you do. The films and things like that, man. Just, just let them know who you are. Um, so, I mean, you can easily find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Facebook, full name, Ronald E. Smith II. Instagram uh, is my uh, my hip-hop name, uh, Y-R-E-S-T-S, y underscore R-E-S-T-S-N-Y-C. Mm -hmm. A lot of people always ask me, where does the Y-R-E-S come from? It's a name given to me by my older brother before he got incarcerated when I was younger. Um, mm. It's literally the first letter of every part of my name. So R E S T S Ronald Edward Smith the second. So um, yeah, find me on both of those. Um, a number of projects that are about to come out. Um, I still have this film Beater. Uh, we're in like five different festivals right now. So as soon as this festival run is over, definitely look for you know look for that one. Um, mm -hmm. I'm beginning. Uh, come May, I'm shooting a different film, uh, Friday and Friday. It's a buddy cop film, which is a breath of fresh air. You know what I mean? I don't get to play the funny roles too often, you know? I know. Um, you're, you're always in serious mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's that's definitely a brush, a, a, a fresh of breath air. Um, outside of that, you can definitely, you know, go on YouTube, watch a bittersweet series. Um, you know, I'm I'm out here. You know what I mean? Just DM me. I'm out here. You know my I mean? man said, "My man said, slide into DMs right quick." Hey, you know what I mean? It's all good. Shout out to Trice Man on Facebook. Appreciate you, yo. Um, yo, let's just dive dive right into it, bro. Um, you know, last time we we kind of had this kind of conversation, man. Um, it, it it hit home for a lot of people, and yes. and a year later, well, less than a year later, but people are still going through things. People are still grieving daily. Um, you know, sometimes people just you know think that grief is just about death, you know, um, and, and it's not. People grieve daily for various yeah. different reasons. You know, it could be the a loss of a job. could be what they're seeing every day on, on social media. It could be for various different reasons, man. Um, so I thought it was important that we kind of revisit this conversation, especially two brothers, just revisit this conversation to have a conversation on, on just the importance of just unpacking um, our grief, right? Unpacking... Yeah. You know, things that we go through on a daily basis, you know, deal with our mental health, depression, anxiety, just just things like that. Because people still think that that's just like something that that, that we don't go through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially as men. But as a people, though, you know, yeah. we're, we're all going through something, bro. So, you know, so so tell me, just give me one of your best best practices, bro, on how do you deal with kind of just like grief on a daily basis? So I'm going to answer that question. And I know you're not people, and you're not used to people doing this uh, on your show. But before mm -hmm. I get into that, 
I want to check in with you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, my bro, we've done it before. So mm-hmm. on a scale from one to ten, across mental, emotional, and spiritual, how are you? Man, uh, as a whole today, I'm about I'm about an eight, eight, eight point five. You know, okay. you know, feeling good to today, bro. Yeah, um, yeah. and and you're right. You know, that's another thing. A lot of times, pe- people don't check. People don't take the time to to check in because, especially just like you, you're somebody that people go to, right? Yeah. Like you're like you're the one that people always go to for just certain things. It could be for inspiration, for guidance, and things like that. And people do check in. You know, forget to kind of check in with the person who always checks in on others. You know what, what I'm saying? I mean? So appreciate that, though. I appreciate yeah, that. Hold up. My bad. Hold up. What does that say? Best you made possible. The lack of love in the world breaks my mm-hmm. heart. Definitely agree with you. Definitely agree with you. But, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that you're at an 8.5. You know what I mean? What? Oh, and, and what about you, bro? I'm at, I'm at about a 7.58. Um, okay. I've been um, – life is pretty good right now. But I've mm-hmm. been beating myself up about certain things. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I've been beat, you know, and that's just one of the bad habits that I have, you know, beating myself mm-hmm. up constantly, just being hard on myself. So I'm at right. like an eight because I haven't been as nice to myself as I should. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I'm at like a 7.58. Uh, you know, I, I think it's very important, you know what I'm saying, for us who are always hard on ourselves to also um, to give people the same grace that we give ourselves. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I think we have, for a lot of us, we have an unlimited grace for others um, because we want to help and assist. So we're always giving people grace, and you know. But I think it's very important that we that we give the same grace to, that we give ourselves. I mean, that we give to other people. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. definitely, bro, just, just give yourself a little bit of grace, man, for real. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So you know, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm definitely going to be working on that. I, you know, the first thing, the first step is recognizing what you're doing. And then the second mm-hmm. step is taking action toward it. So I recognize right. it. I recognize it earlier today. I'm like, damn, yeah, I need to be mm-hmm. nice to myself. You know what I mean? But to go back to mm-hmm. your, uh, your question about grief. Um, yeah. You said it perfectly. Grief doesn't just have to deal. A lot of times when people think about grief or grieving, they think about the loss of a loved one or something like that. Someone yeah. that's close to you. But if mm-hmm. we think about it in the sense of, something that's close to us you know what i mean i know because Mm -hmm. of uh covid the pandemic and everything like that i um you know i left my job right before the pandemic hit i'm Mm -hmm. sitting here like all right cool you know i'm just gonna focus on my acting acting is gonna pay the bills it finally got to the point where acting was paying the bills Mm -hmm. and literally i want to say within a month covid happened everything got shut down and i felt like i lost my career this career that i've been working on since i was 15 you know Mm-hmm. this this career that I put in so much work for I felt like I lost it because mm-hmm. everything got shut down and mm-hmm. I did go through a grieving process you know what I mean mm-hmm. and like most men do I suffered in silence for a long time you know mm-hmm. what I mean I was going through this grieving process but I wasn't reaching out to my homeboys I wasn't reaching out to my friends I wasn't you know what I mean I didn't vocalize it but at the same time at first I didn't even realize what was happening mm. I didn't realize what was happening until I spoke to my therapist and she put it in, you know, in, in a certain language for me to understand. And it's like, okay, wow, I completely mm-hmm. understand now. But right. it took me, it took me opening up to someone, even if it's, you know, for me, it was my therapist that she's the one that, mm-hmm. you know, threw the, threw the flag up and it was like flag on the play. This is what you're going through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it wasn't until, I want to say maybe eight months after COVID hit where I actually started open up, opening up to some of my friends. You know what I mean? I see right. uh, Cord is on here. Uh, my best friend mm-hmm. Cordell. Uh, yeah. He and I, we've been best friends since we were eight. He lives like 10 blocks away. And when I told him what was going on with me, what I was going through, his initial mm-hmm. response was like, well, why didn't you just call me? Mm-hmm. Like, why, did, why didn't you just pull up? But at the same time, as men, we don't always do that. You know what I mean? Right. It's one thing right. for me to even sit here and say, yo, listen, bro, this is what I'm mm-hmm. going through. But at the same right. time, it's another thing to say, yo, bro, this is what I'm going through. I need you to, I need you to love on me a little bit right now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I need, I need, I need you to, you know what I'm saying? Love on me. I need you to be my bro. I can't just call you my bro. You know what I mean? And the fact that his initial response was like, yo, why didn't you call me? Why didn't you come see me? You know, it was, that was the wake up call. Like, Shout out to Cordell. When I'm when I'm with my brothers, or you know, with mm-hmm. my, you know, when I'm around my brothers and everything like that, and they ask me how I'm doing or anything, 
it needs to be that honest question. Uh, I mean, it needs to be mm -hmm. that honest answer of, you know what? I'm at like an eight. I'm at like a 7.5. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, mm -hmm. us as us as men, especially as black men, well, I'm good ourselves into an early fucking grave. You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. so. Um, so we also want to, to, to Facebook Live too. So so Trice Rain says that she loves to see brothers taking control of their mental health. Um, hey, what's up, Pam? Uh, so the topic t t tonight is really just unpacking trauma, depression, thing and things like that. So you may, you mentioned therapy, bro. This is it. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, okay. Therapy is 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 for men too. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not just re just relegated for just you know one gender. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm glad that you mentioned therapy and you mentioned you know that you don't have, like, that, you, that you're not really ashamed to say that you're going to therapy, bro. Because that's especially in our kid community, that's always just no. Nah, like, you can't go to therapy. Something's wrong with you. It, it's a psychologist and this and that. Like, it's something that. You know, we all should be talking about. Yeah, it's something that, man. To be honest with you, if some of our foreparents, you know, what I'm saying, grandparents, great grandparents, with therapy, we oh, we could have stopped breaking down those 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 barriers from a long time ago. You know, what I'm you saying, and lie. those those generational curses, those generational dysfunctions. You, you know, what I'm saying, and yeah. you know, I grew up in the church and stuff like that. I know you was involved in the church, but I feel like a lot of times, like you can't just pray everything away. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are doctors, there are therapists, there are just things that, um, you know, that are made available to us, you know what I'm saying, that we could all take advantage of. And it doesn't mean that we're less of, of a Christian or that we're less of, of a man or a person if we go seek help. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, um, you know, I'm glad that you definitely um, shed some light that you've been in therapy. Um, I've been in therapy. Uh, I've been to therapists, too. You know what I'm saying? And it helps. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, I journal too. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that a lot of people really don't really do nowadays, right? It's, it's really to sit down, you know what I'm saying? Like you, like, like you're an artist, so you might write down rhymes and stuff like that. Me, I write down just, just my thoughts, you know what I'm saying? Just get things out. Like if yeah. there's not somebody to talk to at the moment, something like that, yo, I wake up in the morning, clear my thoughts, yo, this, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's just getting those feelings out, getting those those feelings out, just getting those emotions out. It's super um it's super important to, to unpack these things every day because people suffer every single day for just various different reasons, right? Um and there's a shame factor that comes with therapy as well. Right? Yeah. Like there there's a shame that comes with oh, like to say like, oh, I might need a little bit of help. You know what I'm saying? Like we are there's so many people that are functioning people that are depressed. We think that depression looks like this. Because then you want to say, oh, like, oh, like, what's wrong? Depression looks like this. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Yeah. You good? I'm good. Absolutely. Great. Everything is great. You know, you're laughing and you're joking for everybody, but you're crying on, but you're crying on the inside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you're tormented on the inside. And yeah. these are things that it's just where a lot of people are functioning depressive people. Yeah. And... And that's something that, because it's like, you know what, I, I, I push through, push through, push through it all, push through. And to, to, to me, just because you push through, you're not addressing the problem. Yeah. That's, that's just my opinion, bro. Um, no, no, no. I mean, no, you're absolutely right. You know, but the thing is, like, one of the things that I always have to keep in mind that I encourage other people to keep in mind, the, the world that we're growing up in now mm -hmm. is so different and unique to what our parents grew up in and what they raised us in, the world that they prepared us for. The world right. that we live in today, people didn't see happening not even 20 years ago. Right. You know what I mean? The, the, the world mm -hmm. that we live in today. No one expected men to be open about mental health and the things that they're going through. Nobody expected men to start holding each other accountable. No one expected, you know, for us to have the influx of black marriages and black relationships that we do now. No one expected us to be as financially literate as we are now. Like there's so many things that have changed within, within the black community, within us as a world. And, and um, you know what I mean? Like w this was never expected. So like, I think about mm -hmm. the world that I was prepared for. Yeah, I did pretty well for the world that I was prepared for. I was prepared right. for the world where I'm not going to say that I'm feeling upset. I'm not going to say when I'm feeling 
you know, sad. The only expression I'm going to show is anger because it helps prove my dominance. It helps show, it helps me to impose my, you know, my being on, on things or people or whatever, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So when it comes yeah. down to the world that I was prepared for, I've done great. But now with the world that we're living in today, we have to unlearn so many different things. Everything. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about, you know, a lot of times, you know, every time we, we have these conversations, I bring up, you know, my baby brother. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he teaches me so many, he's only six, but he teaches me so much in regards to the things that I need to unlearn. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, one of the things most recently that really came to mind is that, you know, a lot of times as children, our first bullies are our older siblings, you know, family members and things of that nature. Um, the last time I was with him, he was, you know, he's playing. I'm telling him, be careful. He's getting a little out of control. He falls and bumps his head. Mm -hmm. Now, me, because mm -hmm. the world that I grew up in, I laugh. Mm -hmm. He bumped his <laughs> right. head. I'm like, see, I told you. Not hysterical or anything, but I just laughed. And I said, you know, just I'm laughing. I'm like, you see, this is what I warned you about. You got to be careful. Mm -hmm. He then turned his back to me so that he can cry without me seeing. Mm. You know, that was heartbreaking because it, mm. it, immediately it's like you're bullying him. Immediately it was, God forbid anything more significant happened in life. Is he going to feel like he can't come to he you? He can't come to you. You know what mm. I mean? I had to immediately mm -hmm. check myself and think about what I needed to unlearn. So yeah, him bumping his head was funny to me, but let me laugh about this a week from now. Right. Because I'm going to still laugh, but... I should have just saved my life. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I want him to I, I want him to feel comfortable showing his emotions. And I immediately mm -hmm. got on the floor with him, just you know, rubbing him on his back, let it out, let it all out. You'll be okay, mm -hmm. but let this out for right now. Because mm -hmm. I need these are the things that I've had to now learn as an adult. But if he can get it now, imagine the world that he'll be in twenty years from now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's something that um, that kind of just—it's just a smooth—it's always a smooth transition, bro, with you. But um, it's just giving the importance of really allowing for our friends, giving our friends and family a safe space. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, I've been a big. <laughs> this is something that I've always harped on is really giving our friends and family a safe space to really express themselves to show vulnerability because vulnerability is power. Many people feel like you're showing emotion is this, is this thing that, you know, Oh, like I gotta be a man and being a man means, you know, uh, can't, can't be vulnerable, you know? Yeah. And even there's some women out there too, who feel like, yo, you know, I can't, I can't show emotion because it makes me weak, but, but vulnerability is power. And a lot of people really don't really understand how powerful the, 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 that really is to, to allow yourself to say, Hey, like, I feel this, and I'm going to express that I actually feel this. You know what I'm saying? And people don't really realize that, especially when you're healing, sometimes the healing is worse than the wound. Absolutely. Right? And, and, and that, and, but that's all a part of just being vulnerable and, be, and allowing your friends, like how, what Cordell did for you, right? What you did for your little brother, you know what I'm saying? After you realize, hey, listen, um, Oh snap! Like he just turned his back to me because he feels like he can't he can't be that way around me, right? Where now, which is I'll give you credit because guys, you know, men from like you know like like if I was ever my and my father's ever oh, what like yo, what you crying for? Toughen up, right? And years of that, years of that makes makes the guy tend to shut down, and then we wonder why now when he gets into relationships what, 15, 20 years later, or whatever the case is, right? He doesn't know how to communicate because he was never given the permission to communicate in the first place because he's always yeah. being shut down. Yeah. And then it's like, well, why does he, well, well, he's grown. Why doesn't he, he know how to express? Why doesn't he know how to communicate? Because I have a pretty face. It don't work. It yeah, don't and matter. And, and like, and it starts from when you're early. Yeah, and but the thing is, is that we were never given that. So now it's starting for us while we're late. You know what I mean? Right. Because like you said, mm -hmm. What you crying for? And me, yeah, I was always like, I'm a crier. I can mm -hmm. sit here and watch a good commercial right now. A tear might drop. But the thing, <laughs> <laughs> like in all honesty, but the thing for me is that where the, I guess where the toughness had to kick in was the fact that yeah, people know I'm, 
bro, on my block growing up, all right, well, cool. If I get mad enough, I'm going to start crying. That's when people, mm -hmm. oh, look at him. He's crying now. You know what? Now I got to slam you on your neck. You know what I mean? Right. And mm -hmm. even with me learning to be comfortable with being a crier, it didn't come from a healthy, organic place. It came right. from like, so what if I cry? What you going to do about it? You right. know what I mean? So now at this age, at the age of 32, and it's like, all right, yeah, I still find myself in certain moments like, all right, cool. When I express vulnerability, is it genuinely, com is it coming from a healthy, organic place? Or is right. it coming from that, what you going to do about it place? You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when it comes down to like the world that we're trying to have this next generation coming in, like my brother, I want right. it to come from that, I'm expressing myself and it's okay. Not the I'm expressing myself because ain't nobody going to do nothing about it anyway type of thing. You know what I mean? Right. You want it to come from just an organic and a healthy place without being combative. Exactly. Because you want it to be natural. Like, yo, it's just a natural emotion for me. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just completely yeah. natural. I, I don't have to be like, yo, like, if I cry, so I'm going to have to, you know, beat somebody up. Because I'm crying, it's just like no, like like this is natural, and I think that's what I'm saying. It's so important to really give our family and friends um, that that safe space to say, "Yo, if you need to let off, then you can let off on me." Now I'm yeah. not saying be toxic with it, you know, where you're yeah, coming yeah. to me every five minutes with it. But if you are going through something, like you have a safe space right here, you know, what I'm saying so that we can talk, you can unpack. I don't even have to, to, you know, I like giving out advice and stuff like that, but here's the thing. You can just talk and I'll listen. Yeah. Some people don't even want the hoopla. They don't even want the advice. They, don't want, they want to just have a place to let it out, you know what I'm saying, and be heard and be yep. seen and to, and to be understood and overstood. And I think that's something that's super important because there's nothing like somebody that, that understands and overstands you so, 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 so that it feels like, man, it feels like home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it feels like, man, like, I feel safe. And when somebody feels safe, a lot of times they could unpack in a healthier way. But you want you know to know something? Because, yeah, yeah, talk to me. Because us expressing ourselves and because us unpacking is so foreign in a lot of different ways, does it really feel like a safe space? Does it feel like a new space? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I remember mm -hmm. the first time I went to therapy as an adult. I remember, like, had a great first session and right after the session was over she's like all right well you know time is up and i'm like mm -hmm. what the fuck can i get a hug or something like i'm i'm emotional <laughs> like, what's, what's you know what i mean because yeah the space didn't necess necessarily feel safe but it felt new it, right throughout time it became a safe space but because me expressing and bringing up all these you know these skeletons to this person it was a new space but it didn't necessarily feel safe at the moment. It felt unusual. It felt right. out of the ordinary. It didn't feel like home because home for a lot of people, and I'm going to use myself as an example, home for right. me is self-sabotagement, depression, yep. anxiety, mm -hmm. beating myself mm -hmm. up, talking, like I mentioned earlier, talking negatively to myself instead of building myself up. That is home for me. I'm mm -hmm. trying to now move into the new home of, all right, well, you know, Ron, you good, bro. All right, cool. You you stayed up later than you should yesterday. Now you're tired. You don't beat yourself up about it. You're human. Mm -hmm. It'll happen. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. But those other things, those other places, that's home for so many people. We would like right. for it to be the healthy places, but those other places, that's home. Right. And um, so what Jen said, not being able to express emotion builds pressure and pressure bus pipes. <laughs> you already know. I like that reference. Um, yeah, so yeah, like really natural. About Jay Z's lines. Yeah, 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 definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Shout out to, to Jen for that. Um, and so on Facebook, yeah. Um, my boy, I, I, my boy Ali says sometimes people just need to vent, and and that's really really true. Shout out to Pam too. Um, so I think we also have to start asking our friends different questions. Absolutely. Um, you know, because that, that whole, hey, how you doing? It, it's like an automatic, I'm good. Right? It's like, yeah, I'm good. It's just, that's just the way, it's just natural. It just seems like that's just the way that we've, that we've been going for years. Right? Like, oh, yo, 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 how you doing, bro? Oh, oh no, you know, I'm good. I'm good. All right, cool. 
and then you move on, right? And where it blew my mind was um, where one of my friends hit me with a question, I think it was last year, and she was like, yo, yo, T, I got to ask you something. And I was like, yo, what's up? She goes, yo, how's your soul doing today? I said, my soul? I said, damn. I said, well, that's a loaded question. And, <laughs> so and shit, gonna fuck me up with yo, that. shit, man. No, nah, it made me stop and think, right? Yeah. Like, yo, how, how, like, how am I doing? Like, how am I doing? Yeah. Right? Because I got to be able to answer this question. Like, you know, and it made me think, you know, and those are just certain types of questions, like the questions that, that you asked me. Hey, bro, on a scale from one to 10, yo, how's your mental health doing, man? Yo, how you doing emotionally, mentally, spiritually? Yo, how are you doing? on a scale from one to 10. Now I got to think about the answer to that question, right? Um, versus just the standard, yo, bro, yo, 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 how you doing? Yeah. Someone just uh, commented, how do you learn to mm -hmm. communicate better or get comfortable with it when you naturally hide emotions and feel guilty for feeling away? So mm -hmm. yeah. um, I, I, I'm not sure who that person is, but definitely a great question. If I could offer any anything, you know, I would say just by giving it a shot. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was just mentioning, like things like guilt and everything like that, those are home for us. Those are the things that we're used to. But if you just give it a shot to, yeah, just just someone that you trust, maybe it's a parent or whatever, give it a shot. Just give them a call. Tell them, hey, I'm not doing well today and see the mm -hmm. response that you get. I think you'll be surprised just how much people do love you and how much people are willing to listen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I said. You know, my, my bro Cordell, you know, I don't know if he's still on, but he was on earlier. I'm 32. We've been best friends since we were eight. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until our 30s where it's like, yeah, bro, I'm not doing well. And his immediate mm -hmm. response, this person who I've been, you know, best friends with since eight, his immediate response was, well, why didn't you call me? Why have mm -hmm. you been suffering in silence? Because the thing is, what we don't realize, especially while we're in those moments, is that people would much rather sit here and listen to our problems listen to as a vent to sit here and have to listen to our eulogy you know talk about I mean? it and that mm -hmm. shit is so important and we don't think about it you know what i mean people mm -hmm. would much rather listen to our problems and listen to our you listen to our eulogy and it's important that we sit here and start trusting the people around us you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. important that we start trusting the people around us give it giving them the shot you know what i mean if i trust you enough to ha have drinks with you get impaired and you know get back home safely if i if i can trust you enough to sit here and alter my body i can sit here and trust you enough to like all right let me open up let me see how this works let me see if you really are my bro let me see if you really are my sis let me give it a shot mm -hmm. because at the end of the day if i give it a shot and it, and it works out you know what outside of somebody like a therapist or whatever you just gave yourself another another connection to release those things you know what i mean mm -hmm. you gave yourself another avenue to sit here and get that pressure off of yourself you know what i mean we do such mm -hmm. a good job beating ourselves up bro it was like four maybe four maybe five weeks ago i'm with cordell we're sitting outside his building smoking cigars and the encouraging things that he was saying about me like the way he views me of being this go-getter being this this hustler being this person who's always been focused and everything Bro, I I didn't expect to hear it from him. I didn't expect to hear that from anybody. I didn't mm -hmm. because, like you know, like we discussed earlier, I'm normally the person that I'm the one that does that. Exactly. So to, get from, to get it from someone, it's like, damn, this is what you think of me? Wow, that's mm -hmm. crazy. I didn't even I didn't even know I had that impact on anyone's life like that. Of course, you right. know, like my students, new students, former students, and everything like that. Yo, show yep. shout out, bro. Um, but to hear it from someone. That, that, that shit could be life-changing. Mm -hmm. That shit could be life-changing. You go home and look at yourself in the mirror and it's like, you know what? I do work really hard. I am a hustler. Mm -hmm. I am a go-getter. Everything that I say I'm going to do, I do do. It may not happen in the time frame that I want it to happen, but I get it done. Right. It may not happen on my time, but it's going to happen on God's time. And when it does happen on his time, that's where people are going to get that sort of view of me, that sort of perception mm -hmm. of me, that sort of value toward me of being this per you know what I mean mm -hmm. so that was a long-winded answer to the question but just trust the people around you give them a shot to love on you and and I second that um you know I'm not gonna go you know what I mean because you kind of said it all but you know yeah, I, I could add just I done got myself all worked up <laughs> hey 
So if I could just just say, you know, when it comes to just communicating your feelings, you know, yes, you know, definitely give it give it a shot. But you don't have to to you know, it's like Ron said, but like you don't have to to jump into the deep end. You know what I'm saying? And just letting it all out. You know what I'm saying? But just start little by little. You know what I'm saying? Just really, just really start with this person. Find somebody that you think that that's in your circle that you can trust. You know what I'm saying? And just say, hey, man, I'm going through a little something. Can we talk? You know what I'm saying? I think because when you, what I've realized is, especially working with the youth, like there are kids that are literally have, they're 16 years old and they already have 10 years worth of built up strife and stress and anger within them already at the age of 16 that they've been living with. So what do you think that's going to look like by the time they're 36, right? And stress is a silent killer. You know what I'm saying? So you're talking about if you, from 6 to 36. You, have, you see the gray hairs coming yeah. in, bro? They're they not silent, man. They, they out here. But it's something to where, man, like heart attacks are real. Aneurysms are real. Like, you know, this heart attacks and all this stuff, you know what I'm saying? Health issues are real. And that comes from years years of strife and stress that you've never released. You know what I'm saying? What happens like, like oh, when a sink is clogged? What happens when the sewer is clogged? What happens when your pipes are just really clogged? You know what I'm saying? Like, like you have to let it out at some point. You know what I'm saying? Or if not, if you keep everything inside, it's toxic. It's, it's going to be a toxic situation. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, like you've got to be able, you know what I'm saying? And I'll tell you like this, anybody on this live right now, if you ain't got nobody to talk to, you can DM me and we can have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to have avenues of where people that you can trust. You know what I'm saying? And people that will just be there to listen or advise, right? Yeah. Like, you've got to be able to, ha to, to, to say, hey, you know what? I'm going through something. I need to let this off. Because it's like trauma builds on trauma, builds on trauma, on top of trauma, on top of trauma, on top of trauma. And guess who's getting into relationships with all these trauma? And that's when trauma becomes home. Right. We, we, you know what I'm saying? talk about toxic relationships. You end up in a toxic relationship with yourself. Because you, you already started off in the red with yourself. Now you're intertwined with somebody that has all 30 years of baggage, 30 years of toxicity, 30 yeah. years of, of just things that they haven't let off. You know what I'm saying? And that's a, and that's a girl or a guy. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so... I'm not gonna keep keep on that, but but you answered it per uh, perfectly, bro. Um, so you touched on like self sabotage a little bit, bro. Um, yeah. I had an interesting conversation. I think it was around the end of last year, surrounding self sabotage, and you know, again, this goes back to what the question was: like, how do you know if you should start communicating? The benefits of communicating and expressing yourself is you don't know the value that you're about to receive from somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and she, and she was like, yo, like, bro, like you way too humble. And I'm like, well, you know, I am a humble person. You know what I'm saying? Like I always have been. And she said, yo, but there's a difference between being humble. You know what I'm saying? But to where you just don't even celebrate your, where you don't celebrate you at all. Yeah. And you don't even realize the great stuff that you're doing out there in this world. You don't, you, don't, you don't even take the time to even say, yo, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like, you're making a mark. And she goes, yo, do you know what you tell? Like, do you know? She said, yo, do you know what you sound like to me whenever you talk to me about the stuff that you've done? She goes, yo, you run by it. Like, you just go, oh, yeah, I did this, 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 this. Yeah, cool, blah, blah, blah. She was like, hold up. Let's rewind. You just told me five different things, dope things that you've done. And you are bypassing it like, like as if it's nothing. And she's like, yo, she goes, let, let me ask you something. She said, if you went in there to pitch somebody on yourself, she was like, if you sound like this, they're not going to be impressed because you aren't even impressed with you. Yeah. And I was like, what? I was like, damn. Yeah, like, like, I'm going to just say this, one, this, this, this last go ahead, go ahead, thing. Go ahead, bro. Take your time. Because she was like, yo, like, you've got to take your time, Pastor. Yeah, nah. Because she was like, yo, like, like, you've got to be able to recognize your greatness or nobody else will. And we've been conditioned to always be humble. We've been conditioned that, oh, like, no, 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 let's, 
let's not talk about me. Let's talk about you. She goes, no, I want to talk about you. I want to talk about your accomplishments. Like, can we stop right here? It's not a, she goes, yo, you can't blow through this red light. You got to stop here and talk about it. And I was like, well, damn. Okay. The crazy thing about it, a lot of times when people think about the term toxic masculinity, excuse mm -hmm. me, when they think about the term toxic masculinity, they think about the man being angry. They think about the man in some sort of enraged, you know, the anger is there, you know, or, you know, he's mm -hmm. a chauvinist, so that's just toxic masculinity. People don't understand, mm -hmm. like, what you just said, that stems from toxic masculinity. No, I don't mm -hmm. deserve to get praised. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It's mm -hmm. like when you it's like when you get an A and come I know when I used to get good grades to come home from school, like, you know, I'm expecting a prize from my mother. It's like, why would I reward you for doing what you're supposed to do? Mm -hmm. But as a man, grinding, hustling, making sure I have multiple streams of income, making sure that my family's provided for. That's what I'm supposed to do. So we're we're taught we're not supposed to get praised for it. We're we're taught we're not supposed to get praised for all the things that we're doing, but at the same time. We that then teaches us not to praise ourselves, not to give ourselves mm -hmm. credit, right? And that goes into the self sabotagement to where you start talking mm -hmm. down on yourself, to where you start beating yourself up more. You know what I mean? Like, I was talking with someone and I was telling them like the importance of like affirmations, saying certain things about yourself. You know what I mean? Big time. Like one of the things that I've been insecure about my entire life, and then even now I'm still insecure about them, is like my physical appearance, my looks. You know what I mean? And when I say it, sometimes people are like, what? You serious? What the? You know what I mean? But it's mm -hmm. just the way I feel about myself, the way I beat myself up. You know what I mean? But people don't understand the power of the words I am. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And even if I take it to a spiritual standpoint, you know what I mean? The words I mm -hmm. am, right? I forgot the exact scripture, but um, it was Moses talking to God when he appeared to him. It's an exodus. I'm sorry. Um, he said, well, when they asked me, what's your name? What should I say? God said, I am what I am. I am, mm -hmm. I am right? So mm -hmm. God is our provider. He's always going to provide, right? So if I sit here and say, damn, I'm broke right now. I am broke. The minute I say I am, God is sitting here looking at me like, what's up? I'm ready for you, son. What you need? Broke. Damn, you sure that's what you want? <laughs> All right, there you go. Damn, I'm depressed. You want that too? All right, there you go. I'm going to give you everything you say because it's the minute you say I am, you've called my name. You've called my name. You have my attention. It's like if I were to sit here, and if you were, if we were both in the same room, but you're on the other side and I say, yo, Terrence, you're either wait, you're, you're going to turn around. You're ready to mm -hmm. receive a direction, ready to receive mm -hmm. a question. You're ready. You're mm -hmm. gonna give me your attention. The minute we say I am, we get God gives us his attention. And the minute we say something like, damn. I'm going through it right now. You really want to go through it? I'm going to deliver it to you. But the minute we start using words of affirmation, and especially us mm -hmm. as black people because of the, the, the generational trauma of us being told that we're less than, the minute we start saying affirmations like, damn, I'm sexy today. Damn, I'm looking good today. Damn, I'm smart as fuck. Damn, I'm... the minute we start saying I am followed by something positive, the way our lives would change, bro. People don't understand mm -hmm. the power of the words I am. People don't understand the power of positive affirmations on your life, on your being, on the people around you. You know what I mean? People don't mm -hmm. understand it, but those positive affirmations, bro, they're so important. So important. And this and there's and there and to bring it back to the original point in regards to like going against self-sabotagement, if we start utilizing more words of affirmations, we won't have to we won't the self-sabotagement will start to diminish to the point where we'll think so highly of ourselves. It'll be ridiculous, bro. Mm-hmm. And and that's a hundred percent true, bro. Because earlier when we talked about giving the same grace, giving the same grace that you give the others to yourself, right? You know what you give to others? Encouragement, right? Like you would never, like you would tell your boy, "Yo, you're dope. You're smart. You're incredible. You're this. You're that." You would tell that to your boy, right? Or your friend, or whoever needs it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Why not show? Or why not give yourself this, the same grace and tell those same things to you? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, like that's that's... we're taught not to do it. That's why, you know, and that's exactly why the world. When it comes back, when it comes down to the world that they try, that we were prepared for, our parents they did the best job that they could. 
you gotta commend them. Of course. For. But they prepared Absolutely. for the world that they saw at the time. The world that we're living in is right. so different. When the fuck do you ever mm-hmm. see two men sitting down having conversations like this? You know what I mean? When do you mm-hmm. see two black men sitting down having conversations like this? When do you see two men of any sort of descent? You know what I mean? Right. This goes yeah. against our masculinity. You know what I mean? It does. This goes against, you know, everything that we were taught. My father and I, my father is 60-something years old. We're just now starting to have these conversations within, like, the last five years. Right. You know what I mean? We're just now mm-hmm. growing comfortable having these conversations and pouring into each other and everything like that. Like, he's... I'll mm-hmm. go I'll go visit him, and he's expressing and telling me things and, you know, even forgetting about his masculinity. Now, see, where I get it from, where I'm a crier because he's a crier. Right. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like... And that's and that's how you know that that you're breaking those generational cycles of dysfunction is when you start seeing your elders doing like doing the things that you're doing and following your example and following your lead. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, because and, and it's and it's and definitely why, difficult. That's why it's important that we 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 push that and instill that in our younger generation because bro, I'll be damned if my baby brother ever turned his back to cry while he's right next to me again. That was hard. Mm-hmm. I can't allow him to feel shame for something so mm-hmm. natural and so organic. You know what I mean? And the fact that he felt it at six, bro, that's ridiculous. Right. I was ashamed. Mm-hmm. I should have laughed. And- I, like I said, I'm gonna laugh regardless. But I should have, I should have, <laughs> I should have, I should have saved my laugh for like a, like an hour later mm-hmm. or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that we we've, we've weaponized emotion, right? So I think we feminized everything. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, yo, if, if he cries, it's like, all right, we'll stop being a girl. Or he's not masculine. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's farthest from the truth. We we feminize everything in this world, right? Emotions like have become emotions were taught to be female things. That's if they belong female to females. Trait. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you wonder why there's a a whole generation, every generation of men, boom, 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 year by year, generation by generation of men who are emotionally broken, who are emotionally bound up, don't know how to communicate. And then you criticize them for it. But that's what, that's, that's the way it was. And everything from the old is supposed to be great. Everything from the old schools is supposed to be amazing. Everything from there is, from that out, from those errors are supposed to be just gospel. And it's like, no, there are, there were some great things that happened back in the day, you know, like your grandma, your dad, your great grand like that, that's all love, and they've done the best they could. But at some point, if you want men to be different, if you want men to be different, if you want to be able to communicate with a man, if you want to be able to have a man to be able to express himself in a healthy way, not just when he's pissed off, then there has to be a break in that cycle. Yeah, absolutely. There has to be a break in that to where that the only the only possible emotion that he can express is anger. Yep. And then that's acceptable. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So we've got to, you know, figure this out to where it's just, and it starts with conversation like this, conversation of the heart. You know, it's, it's got to start, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, hold, it's on, hold, on, start hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, bro, hold on, because I'm not going to let you get away with it. I'm going to sing your praises, because when you set, let them know that conversations of the heart are on multiple different platforms, and they can find this joint everywhere, bro. Stop come on, playing. Come on, man. <laughs> Stop, Stop playing with me, man. Stop playing. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yo, you know, <laughs> it's funny that you said that because um, I found out today that, you know, like when I started, you know, this, this whole thing, I, I found out this week that, you know, like 73% of, of my, you know, viewership on the audio platform that, that I'm on is from the United States. I was thinking it was supposed to be like more like 99.9%, right? And I, <laughs> 20% of my viewership is in France. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. it's. I didn't even know that, right? Um, and some of some of the Ireland stuff like that, right? You know, um, cheers, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know, so man, you better put that water down. I ain't cheersing with you, no water. Yeah, <laughs> man, you ain't telling me. You ain't telling me who's gonna sip today. You ain't. I, you, I, you ain't telling I, me. That. I came prepared so I could sit down for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't even tell me that, brother. Um, next time, tell me I'm gonna sit with you. Um, but yeah, man, like it's just one of those things, bro, where. It's I wanted to create something that, you know, we could have these type of conversations and be vulnerable and not just just to me and you, to ourselves, that we could be vulnerable to 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 people. You know what I'm saying? And that that, that they can see that these are stuff that we go through. Yeah. You go to therapy. I've gone to therapy. Right. You've been depressed. I've been depressed. I journal. You cry. 
it, like it's, it's it's all normal, right? Um, and that's why I wanted to create this type of platform so that we could talk about difficult subjects, so that we could talk about these things, and 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 we could be vulnerable with each other, and so we could set an, an, an example for 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 the youth. You know, a lot of my my friends' kids watch this. You know what I'm saying? And this is why I created the platform for this. Again, not harping on myself. I'm just saying I want more more conversations yeah. like this. But hold on. I just did it. I know. Just I just did it. Just did it. I know I just did it. I know. See, I caught I caught myself though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um and you know, and, um but, but what yeah, the fact that you caught yourself, that's the important part, bro, because yep. there's so there's so many times, man, we'll, we'll bro, we'll we'll put ourselves into a depression because all the good things that are happening in our lives, we brush it off as if it doesn't matter. And right. we need to start. We, the, the, Bro, over the past, like, I want to say since December, more so January, learning, learning how to speak positive things over my life, bro, has changed things so tremendously. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, it changed things in a way to where God has been blessing me, and I was beating myself up today because it's like, God has given me these blessings, but I didn't, I haven't felt like I'm stewarding them enough. So it's like, yeah, now I feel like I got to be back to like, all right, I'm grinding 20, 21 hours a day, only sleeping for three and this, that, and the third. And if I fall short of that, I beat myself up. And it's like, right. yeah, no, the fact that God gave you the blessings and everything like that, when he gave them to you, he already knew what you were going to do to yourself. He factored all of that in. Be nicer to yourself give yourself those praises appreciate the things that you've done and the mm -hmm. things that you're doing bro the fact that you just sat here and said yo i got people in france listening like hearing my voice come on bro you want to talk about a a one percent we ain't we ain't in the one percent financially yet mm -hmm. but the one percent of having a voice worldwide bro that's you know what i'm saying so if, Continue to catch yourself while you're doing it. Give yourself those praises, bro, because you deserve it, man. And as your brother, man, I'm, I'm like, a, I'm going to do my part in making sure that you do it. To making sure that who you are, you get those praises. You get built up. You get, you know, uh, one of my one of my mentors, Ivan Marty, man. He's a phenomenal man. Times where I felt like I couldn't even get out of bed, he would be on Facetime with me just building me up you know what i mean and as as brothers that's what's most important man shout out to ivan marty brother you you know what i mean but as you yeah brother, i'm gonna do it to you as well bro i'm going to sing your praises i'm gonna you know what i mean i was just with you last week and what happened I, it wasn't like yo this is terrence no nah, this is terrence he does x y and z a through D, and you know what I'm That's saying. Flip it around, <laughs> yeah. and you can even you can even add the, the you know what I'm saying the animals on the fucking farm to it as well. He does it all. <laughs> I'ma sing those praises, bro. You know what I mean? And you gotta sing your own praises too. And that's a fact, Jack. Um, and that's how. It's like I said, and that, and those are the things that's gonna help us start to break these generational dysfunctional curses, bro. Yeah. Um, on all levels, you know. Um for mental health, for emotional health, for spiritual health, and financial, you know? Um, yeah. Like, these are the things, you know what I'm saying, and it starts with, with, with people like you, you know, it starts with platforms like this, you know what I'm saying? And it it starts, because people don't really know what you go through to get to where you got to, like, they don't really know how far you've come. Like, people see me now, in the last five years, like, I've gone, I've spoken at colleges, spoken at universities, I have this platform, I've gone to speak to kids, like, and they're like, man, like, man, that's great. Like, like, you, like, you're doing a bunch of cool things, you know, like, you're out there speaking. I was like, do you know what it took for me to get here, bro? Like, I, I had a speech impediment at four years old. I to say, like, people don't, don't tell us, tell us. Like, what I'm, like, it's just things that made me depressed and have anxiety. Like, I had a speech impediment since I was four years old. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it lasted all the way until I was about 28. And at the age of 28, like, you couldn't get me to even speak in front of anybody. Like, it gave me anxiety to the point where, like, my head got hot, I got sweaty. It was it was depressing. Like, and it was hard for me until I hit, like, 28 years old, and I had to retrain myself how to speak. And And these are things that people don't really know, like, what it took for you to get here. So when you see me speaking in, in different places and, and you see me doing the public speaking thing, it ain't, 
it wasn't easy because I hated it. Yeah. It gave me anxiety. It, it was embarrassing. I didn't want to talk to nobody about it. You know what I'm saying? But once I made, I flipped the switch and I made the changes to, to do certain things, now, like, now you see the fruits of that. Yeah. But most of my life, I didn't, I didn't want to talk to nobody. I didn't want to talk to a soul. Talking about public speaking, you know, you're in school, you got project. I said, yo, I'll do the project, bro. I will do the project. Just please present it. Yeah. Please, God, present this project. Because I don't want to talk. You know what I'm saying? And these, and these are things that have, you know, changed, you know, drastically in the last seven years of my life to now I'm heading up training classes, doing workshops, doing this stuff with you. There's how I could never do this with the world to see or for everybody to see. And yeah. for people can say things, you know, like it just wouldn't have happened, bro. So that's why it's so important that you do sing yourself like praises and stuff like that, because only you know what it took for you to get to this point. Mm-hmm. Only you know what you've been through. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, yeah. yeah, man, go ahead, bro. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Um, so we got a few minutes left. Um, kind of just want to touch on briefly like, like just the, the, the differences between a loss and a lesson. Because people say, they, you know, they always be taking L's, you know, oh, he took an L, you know, and it's like a loss. But I, always view, I never view a loss as a loss. I always view it as a lesson. You know what I'm saying? It's a lesson that's, that's going to propel you. So even if you did, quote, unquote, lose something, the lesson from that is going to propel you to the next level. It's going to propel you for the next steps. And, and whatever steps that might be in your life, right? Now, I'm not talking about death. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm no, talking no, about, exactly you, you know, <laughs> I want to be clear. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just talking about just that point of reference where it's like, man, like, I lost out on that opportunity or on that job or on that business or on that relationship or whatever it, that loss might be for you. But the lesson is so much bigger than the loss because it's going to propel you to where you need to be. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here because um, I definitely, you know, it's in all the, it's all in all the music now. Everyone has a meme, you know, mm-hmm. an action. Oh, no losses, just lessons. You know, for me, mm-hmm. there's always a lesson there, but I've taken losses. Some mm-hmm. of them deliberately. Some of them, like I said, comes from self-sabotage, but I've taken losses. There's a lesson that comes along with it, but there's a loss there who knows how many opportunities to be on a bigger screen i've missed out on because oh well you know i thought this role wasn't good for me so i just didn't want to do it or maybe i was just lazy or maybe i was going mm-hmm. through something i just did not push myself in order to do it mm-hmm. bro i sat here and watched the wu-tang series on uh on hulu i saw I, my watch list by the way <laughs> do it but bro i auditioned mm-hmm. for it and got the role I never, I never showed up. Not that I didn't show up to like set. I didn't show up to like the follow-up meetings, like the follow-up meeting and the table read because I was beating myself up. I wasn't being nice enough to myself. Now here they mm-hmm. are renewed for season two. I would have been a series regular. That's a loss. I'm okay. I can admit mm-hmm. I took a loss. Yes, of course there's a lesson that comes along with it, but you took an L. Acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Don't judge it. I can't just brush those off. I can't just push those aside. No, I took an L. I did. Mm-hmm. I don't know if God is going to provide that opportunity again. He, for him, it may have been like, well, you know, that was your opportunity for that uh, portion of your life. But I got so many more in other, you know, areas of your life. I have no idea. But <clears throat> that's an L, and I have to accept it as an L. Yes, there's absolutely a lesson. The lesson is be nice to yourself. Get out of your fucking head. Show the fuck up. That's why every day mm-hmm. I'm brushing my teeth. Brushing my teeth is one of my favorite things because I love that feeling, that first inhale after that in the mouth. Bar, that <laughs> cool feeling, I love it. And right after that cool feeling, literally, and I've I've been doing this for about four and a half weeks now. He's <sighs> a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Who gonna tell me different? I'm a bad motherfucker. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But yeah by utilizing the words of affirmation, by recognizing that I do have the habit to self-sabotage, by recognizing and putting action to changing a lot of those narratives, I'm okay taking the laws, and I know that if the opportunity ever presents itself again, hmm. it's going to turn out completely different, and there will be still be a lesson that comes along with it, but mm-hmm. 
like any boxing match. When I get the rematch and I win, all right, cool. Don't worry about the L no more because now you got one. Right. It's definitely a dope, a dope perspective on that. And all right, we got four. We got about four more minutes left. You know, I think you know the the biggest thing you know is for me when it comes to, to breaking these things, to breaking these dysfunctional um, curses and things like that. The generational uh, gaps that is is with us. I think we we really have to get to a point to where we can be honest. Yeah. Truly honest with ourselves, right? Like we've got to be able to sit with ourselves and also hold ourselves accountable too. You know what I'm saying? I think accountability is key. Yes, this is how your your forefathers did things. This is how your father did things. This this is how your grandfather did things. But now you know better. So yeah. what are you gonna do? Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Accountability to me, um, is absolutely key in everything that we do. You know, so I want. I'm. I'm going to continue to have, of course, these types of conversations. You know what I'm saying? Because we know better. Yeah. You know, like we, like you know better. I know better. And iron always sharpens iron. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's that's the biggest thing. Is also to to get around people who value the things that you do. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, not everybody's both the same. Like, like Cordell. Like he loves physical fitness, right? Like my strength is is reading. You know, self-help, self-motivation, you know what I'm saying? Like mental health, emotional health. Like, I have to work myself up to kind of go back into the gym, right? To work out, to run. Like, I'm not a runner. I don't like running on the treadmill. That's not my thing, right? But getting around somebody like that, you know what I'm saying, is kind of what you need to do to sharpen those, to sharpen that, right? Because you don't have every tool in the toolbox yet. Absolutely. So it's really just getting around different people who you say, yo, you know what? That, that, that person right there is going to motivate me to be better in this. Yeah. And I could probably motivate him to be better in this too. And now we're sharpening each other. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. Not everybody's going to have it. To, not everybody's going to have it all to, to, together, bro. Um, and that's just kind of where we're at. Um, I think. All right, cool. We got a couple more minutes left, bro. Listen, I do want you to tell the people what new projects you got coming out. What you working on, real quick, for the people who who didn't join. You know what I'm saying? Um, early, just let them know where they can find you. Let them know the projects you're working on because you're doing some amazing things. You've been a youth advocate, philanthropist, um, always cared about the youth. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to definitely give you your flowers. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you've been an amazing person, bro. You know what I'm saying? Doing some amazing things in your community, bro. Um, you've always stood 10 toes down. You know what I'm saying? You've always been solid, bro. Um, and you've been doing some amazing uh, features, you know, films producing, creating, you know what I'm saying? But, yo, go ahead. Um, you can definitely find me on Instagram, um, at Y underscore R-E-S-T-S. Um, you know, you can definitely find me on Facebook, Ronald E. Smith II. Um, I have a film, Beater, that's coming out. If you're looking for work that you can watch right now, um, B-Season Films uh, with uh, the Timeless Guilt series. Um, A-Blast Films with uh, Bittersweet series. I'm working on another series, uh, DNA, that I'm starring in. I just filmed another series out in Ohio a few months ago um, that should be dropping. Um, I'm doing another film this up you know, within a couple months, uh, one called The Curse Within, the other called Friday and Friday. Um, so there's a lot of work out there that's already happening, that's already happened, and there's a lot of work, a lot of work that is happening. God is good. I'm, you know I mean? I'm losing track. Shout, shout, out, shout out to <laughs> Theo White, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I went to I, I drove to Ohio so I can go film that series, man. And he's starring in it. Dope actor, uh, you know, phenomenal person too. You know, so shout out to you, Theo. All right, yo, listen, um, we gonna do this again as we always do. Um, you know, we gonna definitely do this again. Chop it up with you, bro. I appreciate you joining us with, with me. We gonna do this again. Keep being amazing. Keep being great. And you know, just ask from from me. You can catch this on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio.com. Look out for that Tillman Unlimited Collection. It's coming you out really soon. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get this going, baby. Yes, sir. Yo, we're going to do this again, brother. But, yo, I appreciate you. Man, I love everything you stand for, bro. Um, yo, man, it's all love, bro. Thank you, bro. Always, bro. Always. All right, fam. Yo, all listen, right. peace. Thank you all for tuning in. Facebook, yo, IG. I love peace, you, Peace, y'all. I love, love you, bro. too, bro. Right. Always, bro. Always. All right, fam. All right. All right. Peace. Peace.
and, and and that's a wrap. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Love having conversations like this. Tune in next week, see what and see who we got. Yo, listen, man, it's episode eight, season two. Appreciate y'all. Merch is coming soon. Chill.